Section one of Diary of a Suicide. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lee Smalley. Diary of a Suicide by Wallace E. Baker. Section one. Forward. On September 28, 1913, Mr. B. Russell Hertz of the International received the following letter. New York, September 27, 1913. Mr. B. Russell Hertz, Care of International Magazine, New York City. Dear Mr. Hertz, Under separate cover I am sending you a record of a young man who is about to commit suicide. My only object is that it may help, if published in part or whole, to ease the way for some who come after. If you will kindly read it through, especially the latter part, you will be able to judge whether you care to make any use of it. If not, kindly mail same to Mr. Blank, Toronto, Ontario. I have cut out references to places and people here and there for their sake, because naturally I cannot be worried about myself after death. Thanking you for giving this matter your attention, I remain blank. I do not sign this, but you may verify my death by communicating with Mr. Blank, whom I am writing to-day, so that he may look after my effects in New York. The body of a well-dressed young man was found off Manhattan Beach, September 28th. In his pockets a torn photograph of Strindberg and receipts for three registered letters were found. These receipts were traced to Mr. Hertz and to friends in Toronto one of whom identified the body on October 2nd as that of Wallace E. Baker. He was buried on October 3rd in Evergreen Cemetery, Brooklyn. Note, in cutting out his references to places and people, Baker marred some of the text. These excisions are indicated by dots, dashes, or stars. The Glebe is indebted to Mr. Hertz and the International for the permission to publish the diary. THE DIARY OF A SUICIDE JANUARY 26, 1912 It is with mingled feelings of hope, discouragement, joy and pain that I begin the second book of my diary. My hope springs from the fact that my outlook seems to be clearer ahead. The old uncertainty is more in the background, but there is another side to it all. My discouragement comes from my constant feeling of tiredness less evident in the evening and for a while at night but exceedingly strong during every afternoon with few exceptions this has resulted in my weak yielding to weakness at night and only last night after my confidence that i had gained a certain mastery i was overcome this was partly from the fact that i worked at the office until nearly ten o'clock charging a supper with wine to the firm Although I drink very little, now and again I have gone out and taken a decent meal with wine to get away from the monotonous boarding-house fare. A small bottle which I nearly emptied, cheap wine, resulted in making me feel good. I have never been under the influence of liquor more than to feel good, never without full possession of my faculties, but on the rare occasions when I have taken a little I have sometimes noticed a weakening of the faculties a sort of lack of moral restraint. I had enough last night to weaken for a time my new-found resolutions, but the succeeding absolute disgust and worry led me to believe that I was not wrong in thinking that the struggle is now on a higher plane. My salary was increased at the first of the year to twenty-two fifty a week. 
although glad of this my old-time pleasure at the receipt of more money each payday is lacking money i must have to live further than that it seems a pitiful waste of time to spend one's life in a mad endeavour to obtain wealth at the price of all that counts havana cuba february twenty ninth nineteen twelve leap year and a good opportunity to enter on a bigger fight i must date my beginning this time as february eighteen being the day after my last fall from grace the week and a half since however makes me feel confident once more despite that for three or four days i have been without a night's rest owing to stomach trouble and the nervousness thereby engendered but this is nothing unusual that is the loss of sleep for it is long since i have had a real good night's rest and i know a crisis is approaching and i must get rested ere i collapse i have read during this time ibsen the man his art and his significance by haldane macfall and it has given me great encouragement and aroused intense enthusiasm i feel that i am getting back my old enthusiasm that i am recovering my ideals on a higher basis although i am undoubtedly weaker than ever physically but with increased moral strength i hope soon to cut down the butts howevers all those and to stand forth with more decision more firmness and knowing myself and with my ideas and ideals clarified during the last two months the first step in this attempted regeneration has been becoming more and more a determination emerging from a mere unsettled idea must return home for various reasons first i am played out physically and need rest more important should be the fact that my mother is getting old has been constantly calling to me to return worries about me needs me to put my shoulder to the wheel more than i have done true i have systematically put apart for my mother a certain amount every month for a long time and have sent it without fail even when only earning ten dollars a week back in the early part of nineteen ten this at least has kept me in constant touch with my dear old home full of strife though it was while i have at frequently recurring periods thought of returning home during the past year and a half my resolution did not crystallize until i began to feel the compelling necessity of a rest bodily mentally and i might say morally hot and cold by turns lonely sleepless tired and generally run down i have not been able to look at things in their true proportion and i must get away for a while from the daily struggle keeping up the mental and moral one however to this end i have practically cut out all amusement night after night i come home tired out read a little generally till lights are out at ten thirty and then to my disturbed sleep getting up early as to-day seven o'clock to seven thirty being early for me i either read study write as to-day or work on my story which i started last august and of which i will write more later this elimination of outside distractions is helping to strengthen me helping me to look forward to a life of service without the necessity of foolish excitement and the money i am saving by this closeness in everything except necessities i hope to enable me to go home rest think exercise and study calmly and sanely for a year paying my mother a regular weekly amount and i hope at the end of the year to have sufficiently found myself to go ahead on my work with more collected ideas as to what i want and what i should want 
and all to the better interests of my mother, myself, and the good of others with whom I may come in contact. By the middle of this year I hope to take the first step by returning home. Havana, Sunday, March 17, 1912. The 15th ushered in a new start, and the 16th was a very important day. On the 14th I had been thinking very intently about future plans, and went very carefully over the ground of a possible college course. I picked up my self-educators, and looked into the various subjects for study, estimated the time I would have to spend on a college course. The financial difficulties, my mother's need of my help, my temperament and pronounced predilection for certain things, and as pronounced aversion for others, my nervousness and constant mental struggle. The result of all this was to confirm what I wrote on January 8, that I had about given up the idea. The only hope, or rather possibility I have in view now, is that I may take a course in certain special subjects, literature, drama, philosophy, logic and sociology, but I hate mathematics. I pick up a book of algebra with extreme distaste, and, although my enthusiasm in New York caused me to study this subject fairly assiduously, I see it was a mistake. I have a distinct tendency and deep enthusiasm for literature, gradually awakening from my first boyish effusions at the age of ten, and it was a waste of time to neglect what I can excel in for the sake of a mistaken idea that a college education means so much. The reason that the fifteenth of this month was an important day is that, following my decision of the previous day re-college and subsequent weakness, I made a big step towards finding myself on the fifteenth. While I had known for some time that I did not care for mathematics, Latin, Greek, and probably several other subjects, I still cherished the idea that I wanted to go deep into philosophy, and possibly biology, and of course study sociology, logic, and perhaps economics seriously. This was sufficient to cause me to put in considerable wasted time on the subjects I did not like, especially algebra. On the day mentioned, but two days ago, I looked into this matter in the view of a special college course, eliminating mathematics. Then I realized that I liked the subjects as long as they did not become too abstruse or mathematical. I saw that biology, as soon as one gets past the popular books on the subject and the origin of species, becomes a subject of much mathematics and dry science, as evidenced by Huxley's essays, which I unsuccessfully endeavoured to digest with enthusiasm. Now I know that I merely want to study biology in a general way, for the sake of culture, and because of a thirst for knowledge, which, however, is not sufficient to make me go into the dry details. I am interested, however, very much in the question of heredity, but not to specialise in. The realization of this in regard to biology, coming suddenly and sharply, caused a sort of awakening. I began to search my other tendencies, and realized that I did not like the dry, abstruse details of philosophy either, nor economics, but that by way of working out a philosophy of life or conduct and hope for future, I was very greatly, more, vitally, interested in the subject. I like to read and study philosophy as giving a basis for a plan of life, but when you get to the brain-wearying works of Kant and the like, it is different. For instance, in reading of Ibsen and Tolstoy, and their philosophy of anarchism, or their mystic realism, as it has been described, I am intensely interested. 
I imagine Nietzsche would be of great interest to me, possibly Schopenhauer and others. I intend to look into Bergson's divine impulse, but to go deep into a mass of details, no. I am looking for light, for a philosophy of life, and I might mention James and his pragmatism as another one to look into. About the same applies to psychology. Sociology I am still doubtful of, but all social questions and matters of worldwide importance interest me. But when I turn to literature and the drama, it is no longer a matter of doubt. On March 15, as I was in my room thinking over these questions, and had come to the conclusions above, I realized in a flash that my temperament was more artistic than scientific, the latter coming from my German heredity, and undoubtedly being strong, however. The little details of literary work do not bore me. Of course, I like the dreams best, and lately find it great pleasure to sit down and write, write. I spend hours collecting scraps of books, authors, drama, and also philosophy and psychology, sociology, etc., but principally literature, drama, and allied branches. Even the details of grammar do not seem tiresome any more, and, compared to my aversion for algebra, I can see that the worst in the pursuit of literature is a pleasure compared to the best in other things, especially business. Of course, I have much to find out yet but it was a great step to relieve myself of so many doubts and make literature my pursuit through thick and thin, as I have determined to do, knowing it is my one line. I am not sure whether I can write best short stories, novels, or dramas. Short stories only appeal to me as means of expressing myself where I have not a big enough idea for something bigger and better, but I love to write them just the same. I have only written one of eight thousand or more words, but I have taken numerous notes, written many articles of various kinds, and recorded incidents and anecdotes, which I shall use fully later, and all this with an enthusiasm and pleasure not gauged by thought of profit, or even publication in all cases. On the other hand, novels are an unknown quantity. I do not know whether I am a good descriptive writer, whether character drawing is my fort, or narration is a strong point with me. Although I find I can write along without hesitation in writing of occurrences, and I notice the peculiarities and little foibles of my fellow boarders, and see what good material there is here for character drawing, but I do not find it so easy to put this down on paper with that human touch which makes one like to read some authors, notably Dickens. Again, the drama has always made a powerful appeal to me. I always liked a strong drama, enjoyed Shakespeare, both in reading and acting, eagerly devoured dramatic criticisms, and I have thought lately very much about this, and I know I should like to write strong dramas of our modern life. However, I shall have to study Ibsen, Strindberg, Brue, Shaw, and others before I can come to any conclusion as to this. However, a sea of doubts are now behind, and the vista before me is bright. Yesterday, however, while a day of great interest, was also one of misery, which perhaps accounts for my optimism today, action and reaction being very often equal and opposite with me. End of section 1